Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to my independence report. It's Thursday, and around these parts, that means that Thursday is uh, is music day, and we've got a couple of really cool people lined up for you today. And I and the first one is sitting right over there. His name is Matt Weston, and he is a singer songwriter. And we're going to play a couple of his music, a couple of songs of his, as well as talk about his budding acting career. But first, we have to start at the beginning. Uh, first of all, welcome, Matt. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's exciting to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun because you've got a, a colorful past as a, because you are a singer songwriter and you're an actor and you and you're in in engaging in a whole bunch of different stuff than what you used to do. Uh, tell us about what you used to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess like you said, my my path has been a little different. Um, than most musicians, I think. I was an engineer for about six years. Um, I'll give you the long story short. Uh, basically, I was just living in a cubicle every day and not happy. Just um, wasn't treated very well either. So, you know, I, I, a little traumatized from that. But um, I just wasn't happy, man. I was miserable. I felt like my soul was being sucked out, you know. So when I lost my job, I decided I'm not going back. I was just going to pursue more passions of the heart, which uh, at the time, my main focus was pursuing acting. Um, I had an independent film company at the time, small outfit, you know, just making independent short films, one full length film, um, and uh, ended up in Los Angeles, uh, pursuing acting and music was just a hobby, you know, karaoke and singing with my cousin's band, stuff like that, you know. Um, but I always you know I had a passion for singing as well, but just as a hobby. Um, so I was out in Los Angeles pursuing acting for about a year. And then, um, unfortunately, that's, that's um, when my father got sick. Uh, he, he came down with leukemia. And uh, a year, almost a year to the day of me moving to Los Angeles, I, um, I lost my dad. And uh, as you could imagine, it just destroyed me um, in every sense of the word, man. I was just, I was a mess. Um, so I moved back to Pittsburgh where I'm from. And just trying to get my life together because, you know, engineering was in the rearview mirror and um, acting just, uh, you know, it was I left it on the West Coast and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and then, you know what, it just kind of hit me like they say, like it was an epiphany. It's um, just one of those things that um, I can't explain, but I just knew that I had to pursue music. My, my dad had always encouraged my singing. He loved he loved my voice and wanted me to uh, continue to pursue music. And um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to dedicate an album to my dad. You know, what better way to honor him and his memory and his legacy, which is the album name, um, uh, than to do that. And you know what, it ended up becoming a, a part of my own legacy and my new life path and a huge part of my healing process. So uh, I went from an engineer working for um, a naval contractor for the nuclear subs and aircraft carriers to being a recording artist. Um, it's really, uh, I would say, unexpected, but it's bittersweet, but I am glad to be here. You know, very glad. Did your family and friends say, Matt, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably exactly that. <laughs> Especially at first, they were... Um, like, what are you doing? You went to a great school. You got two degrees. You spent all this hard work and effort and time. Um, and now you're walking away from a stable career and, you know, uh, for something so, you know, there's no guarantees in the entertainment industry. And I was like, look, I tried it and it, I wasn't healthy. It, it was terrible for me, my heart, my soul, and I have to do this for me. So, then they saw that I, you know, it made me happy. They saw that I had some talent, and now, now everybody's on board and cheering me on. So um, I had to prove them wrong a little bit, but uh, they've always been supportive. Your dad, I am sure, is looking down at you, saying, 
Way to go, son. That that I'll bet you he couldn't be happier with where you are and what you're doing because you're living your passion and uh, you're you you've yeah. made the decision that this is going to be what what it makes you happy and you're going to be successful and you are you are um, it's it's pretty pretty awesome. How long have you been you've been playing just for kicking around? How long have you been playing guitar? Oh, guitar. I'm not really much of a guitar player, um, more of a singer. Um, it's funny, you know, I, I always wanted to play guitar, but I never pursued it. And because I never really had to, you know, I was an engineer and it was just like, uh, I bought a guitar about 10 years ago. And, it, you know, I messed with it off and on. And little did I realize at the time that I would actually need it someday. So, <laughs> um, so I'm still really learning. But um, I consider myself more of a singer-songwriter at this point, and maybe someday I'll be a guitarist as well, but um, I leave that to the more experienced, you know. Yeah, well, it, you know, you can stand up in front of an audience with a microphone and yeah. and just sing and uh, have a band backing you, and, and yeah. it, that, that's kind of what you're going to do, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a front man at the moment, and... Uh, you know, I'll continue to work on it. It'd be nice to be up there and playing some, maybe not lead guitar, but maybe a little bit of guitar up there. That'd be nice. So tell us about uh, your role that's got coming up. And, you know, I tell you, COVID has just screwed everything up, hasn't it? Um, yeah. um, the role that you got coming up, you were cast as Johnny Cash. And you look the part, your the voice is the part, uh, and you're an actor. So uh, tell us how you got that role. Um, actually, this is kind of... Uh, this is an awesome little story that makes you connect dots throughout your life that um, at the time you don't realize how important they are. Um, well, back when I was an engineer, I had this independent film company, like I mentioned, and we were doing some uh, horror films and some even some ghost hunting documentary type stuff. And um, the one girl that we uh, we were working with, uh, I believe it was on um, one of the ghost hunting uh, things we did. Um, she. Um, contacted me a couple years ago out of nowhere i hadn't talked to her in years and uh turns out she's involved in this film called 116 mcdougall and um they had a, a production meeting with everyone and um they said we just found out that johnny cash used to come to this the gaslight cafe which is the the place this that this film is document is uh is based on um and we need to cast somebody for Johnny Cash, um, too too iconic of a role, too iconic of a of a person to not include in the story. So, um, she suggested me, and the producers called me, and I was at a cookout with my family by the swimming pool drinking beer all day, and I get this phone call, <laughs> right, and um, they're like, "Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, we need a, a Johnny Cash." Uh, we need someone to cast for Johnny Cash, and your friend uh, recommended you to us. So I said, okay, it just so happens I have a file of me singing Folsom Prison Blues. So I sent it to them immediately, and uh, within a couple hours, it, you know, they spoke amongst themselves, and it was unanimous. They picked me, and I was the only person they even auditioned, and uh, the role just fell into my lap. And it wouldn't have happened that way if I wasn't trying to pursue passions of my my heart even when I was an engineer you know so it all kind of came full circle so now I have the acting I have the music and um, it's all put together in one place and I get to be Johnny Cash are you kidding me that's like <laughs> that's the iconic role of a lifetime yeah pinch me so it's um and I have two songs on the soundtrack which we already uh, recorded and it's just it's going to be incredible i can't wait so fingers crossed that we go cameras up soon so you were by the pool and you were drinking beer all day and you take this call you come back from the call and say somebody offered me a role to play johnny cash and i'm sure their thing was how much beer have you had and yeah <laughs> not enough because <laughs> then it was time to celebrate it even more so yeah man it was um it was really kind of just a meant to be type thing i think you know i really do that's what that's what happens when yeah. you're following your passion and you're putting it out there and you're working at it. And this young this young lady was like, Johnny Cash. John. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. I was thinking about that when when we were together about he he could sing like Johnny Cash and and stuff. He's an actor. Let's call him. And that's yeah. really cool. 
that's, yeah, that's it, was, uh, it really just uh, it fell into my lap and um boy does it feel right <laughs> i i and i hope they begin production soon the name of the film again is 116 mcdougall it's the it's the address of the gaslight cafe in greenwich village uh new york late 50s early 60s oh right when johnny cash was getting catching fire as it were yeah absolutely um and well the stories it, it's all true stuff it's all from uh, the surviving people from that time the gaslight cafe i'll, I'll give you a little rundown of, of what the film's about real quick um it was the beginning of the counterculture movement and um you know the the folk musicians and beat writers of that time were considered um a threat you know they were their message was counterculture so right. the stories about how the gaslight cafe and the owner of the gaslight cafe had to protect his musicians and writers and poets um from the fbi from the the mob from the local police the government um and how they changed american history and music history and uh, so many iconic characters came through there including johnny cash so um and it's all true stories untold american history so um this mu this movie needs to be made it needs to be made and you know i want to see it but i get to be a part of it so I, I couldn't be more excited oh that's that's awesome you know because in those days if uh the, it's come to light later that the fbi with uh his name escapes me but the, he was the director of the fbi for years and years and years Jay uh, uh yeah J. Edgar Hoover, and he was about keeping files on people oh, yeah. and, and to do stuff like that and, and to subvert them uh, underneath. The, so it was it. And if you were not perceived to be a quote unquote, all American American, yeah. then you were under suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. And this was this is exactly what happened. You know, Bob Dylan got his start there um, at the Gaslight Cafe. He was about 18, 19 years old. You know, Woody Guthrie was a big part of it. Um, Noel Paul Stuckey from Peter, Paul, and Mary. Uh, I mean, other characters involved in the film, you know, Salvador Dali, Andy Warhol, just iconic people, Johnny Cash, you know, just um, this story needs to be heard. Oh, that's 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 awesome. And congratulations on being part of it. That, that That's going to be just awesome. But you've also got a really budding music career. Uh, yep. you're, you're doing some really cool stuff and, and you're, career is blossoming because i know tell me about hey hey bro that that had some note worldwide at one point didn't it oh yeah um you know i've been involved with mts records uh, and michael stover for a few years now and he's really gotten me exposure all over the planet and i think hey bro probably had the the best response so far for all of my stuff um, but yeah, Hey Bro is a great song. It's it's really about the bond between people that go through struggles together and just have their back through thick and thin, no matter what. And the song, um, after it was recorded, I, I dedicated it to my cousin, uh, who was in a terrible car accident, almost died. And um, when he finally got home from the ICU and he was still really banged up, had a big neck brace, all this stuff, um, I let him hear the song and he he started clenching his fists and tapping his feet. And he was like, yeah, I love it. I love it. And it was just like, man, this is like a great song for you and me. I, you know, I love him like a brother. We say, hey, bro, all the time, probably too much, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, <laughs> I need to widen my vocabulary a little bit. But um, anyways, yeah, the song I dedicated to him. And um, last year I was, I was honored to be um, recognized as a distinguished alum at my uh, school district in my high school where I graduated and I got to perform a few songs. So I, um, I told the story of why Hey Bro is dedicated to my cousin and I didn't know they were going to do this, but they, they shined the spotlight on him. He was in the crowd and he stood up and everyone was clapping for him. And he, he actually started crying. Like I've never seen the guy cry. And it was just such a special emotional mo moment for, for, for me and my family and, and for that song. Um, and you know what? It's gotten the same kind of response all over the world. Uh, I think it's a fantastic message and just a great rocking song. Um, that's that that one is uh, it'll be special to me forever for sure. And it will be special to a lot of people because everybody's got a friend that they consider like their brother. And mm -hmm. sometimes bad things happen and yeah. stuff. And so it's it, it's it's a it's a great message. It's a great song. Can we go ahead and play it now? Oh, please do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I, uh, I, I put some, I put some of your pictures behind it. I hope you don't mind, but, uh, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, this is, oh, by the way, before we do that, I have to shout out to, uh, Michael Stover because yeah. he's providing me with some of the top talent in the, in the world with, uh, MTS productions and, uh, or in management and, and stuff. And he's doing, he's doing a phenomenal job. And everybody that I've talked to says that he's, he's top notch and he's taking care of you. And that's just awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's the hardest working guy. I know. Indeed. Indeed. Well, in his business, he got to work hard uh, because if he doesn't, somebody else will catch him. So, uh, thank you, Michael Stover. And this is, uh, Matt Weston and the song is called Hey Bro. Just a couple of rowdy renegades When we blew it up, tore it down Like Jesse James had come back around Getting caught, getting high I took your blame and you took mine Saying, hey bro, I got your back Dare anybody to go jacking with that No, hey bro, I know you got mine Yeah, some things run thicker than a bloodline Got you covered, my song that that's that's really cool i have to tell you too i and i just saw this is and, and there's a picture of you that we just looked at uh that is um um you as johnny cash um at least it looks like you as johnny cash i don't know if that was the intent or not but yeah. the, and but there were also long-haired pictures of you yeah and i was thinking holy shit that's kurt cobain uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow i never heard that one before i guess i'll take it as a compliment <laughs> well, 
Well, take, take, your your face as an actor, you know I, very well that as an actor, if you can make uh, um, if you can, you can make yourself look a little bit like a chameleon, so you can do other things and you can change your look and change your attitude and change how you are. That that yeah. can that can be really uh, successful. But I was just looking at that, going, golly, he looks like a drun a grunge guy, and I thought Kurt Cobain, because they're going to make a story about his life. Just stay away from the shotgun. Uh, yeah. By the way, this is an interactive conversation, so we do have people that will be uh, chiming in. Uh, your voice is so amazing. I'm mind blown by your cute baby face. Makes That makes this wonderful music. Keep up the badass work. You're going to go very far in life. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. It means a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Don't make me blush. Come on. <laughs> I blush too easily. So, so let me ask you. Um, <clears throat> What are you going to write for your Grammy speech? Oh, you know what? If that ever happens, uh, I would probably have a few notes and probably not even end up using them. Um, I tend to do better when I speak from the heart. So that's probably how it would go. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that you've got a magical voice. And now, is that, that's a song that you wrote, right? No, a friend of mine did, actually. Uh, two friends of mine, Joey Scott and... Um, uh, DJ Gleason. Uh, actually, Joey and I wrote Thin Blue Line, which is my latest release. Right. Uh, she's, I'm not sure if she was Emmy nominated, Grammy nominated, but she's been around and she's got so many accolades. It was such an honor to work with her. And when they sent me this song, as soon as I heard it, I had to record it. I had to. I love the message. Like I said before, I just, uh, it means a lot to me now, but I connected with it instantly. And uh, I think a lot of the fans have too, all over the planet. So um, you can't go wrong when you work with incredible songwriters, you know. And I'll tell you, you just picked up another fan. You would really blush if I hopped on the podcast. So, oh boy. <laughs> okay, I guess I need a beer. Well, <laughs> take so the now, edge off. <laughs> so now, are you still in Pittsburgh? Yes, yes. Currently, I am. Yeah. And what are your plans? Are you going to go to when they shoot the film? Is are they going to film that in LA? No, it's going to be filmed here. Pittsburgh's actually a pretty big uh, film town nowadays. Good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be a Pittsburgh uh, production, and there's um, a, a studio. It's it's a pretty new studio here. They're going to build a set and everything. So, and everyone will be coming here from LA. So, but I don't have to go anywhere. So. Hey, that works out nice. Yeah, you'll be you'll be able to do that and then stay home and have home cooking and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are your plans? What are you going to do? With you? Are you going to are you going to go on a tour as soon as COVID lifts? What, what, what are you going to do musically? Mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of stuff in the works, actually. Um, I'm working on my uh, my own personal band, my own you know, solo project. And uh, we're very close to being ready to get out there and tour locally. And uh, I can't really say for sure yet or the name, but um, there's a band in uh, the Nashville area that is looking for a new singer. And uh, I'm probably first in line. Uh, I know I'm probably going to record some stuff with them, and then I might even do some touring with them as their front man. So um, that's all in the works right now. And I'm also working with my producer, Brian Cole. Um, we're going to do a couple original, uh, actually probably three original songs. Um, and really just try and raise the bar a little bit more and get me in front of some bigger record labels and just get me some bigger promotion to get my uh, career to the next level, you know. Um, and, you know, if I have to leave Pittsburgh, um, which is a, a possibility, um, I'm prepared to do that. Uh, you know, I left, I went to LA already. So Nashville is not, it's only half the distance. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. By the way, I just have to share with you that that Pittsburgh caused me one of the most awful days of my entire life. Oh, I'm sorry. On behalf of Pittsburgh, I apologize. No, you don't. It was the Seattle Seahawks that you kicked the hat you their ass of in the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't apologize then. <laughs> and that was that was that was a horrible, horrible day for us, but it was a good day for you guys. Yeah. Was that your hometown? Yeah. That, that's where oh. I'm from in Seattle. Okay. And, I like the Seahawks too. 
Oh, well, well, you're okay in my book. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers, too. What is it, just as an aside, what's going to happen with Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger. Whatever. Yeah, I can't spell his name. I don't know. but uh, I think he'll do well this year. I don't think he would come back um, unless he intended to uh, have a run at the playoffs, you know. Yeah. So I think he'll be fine. Yeah, the team's a lot of rebuilding, and I think we have a lot of talent. So we'll see what happens, man. I, I don't know. I'll be watching either way. And in the end, you know what? If they win or lose, I'll cheer for them. I won't shed a tear for them, though. You know. <laughs> well, I tell I guess, you, they've been they've been great for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old enough to remember people like when terry bradshaw played i remember the immaculate reception and yeah. as a matter of fact i met mr bradshaw and uh and franco harris and uh jack lambert uh just a real quick story you'll you'll you know who jack lambert was yes yeah yeah he, he was the middle line for those who don't he was the middle linebacker of, of pittsburgh and he was a tough dude and uh and he was staying at the hotel i was working at and he was last seen at two o'clock in the morning the night before the game uh, in the lobby spanking an assistant coach uh, <laughs> are you serious are you making this up no <laughs> he he was a partying animal and he was a he was a tough man and, and stuff but uh, work hard play hard i guess you know <laughs> exactly so <That's> Pittsburgh, baby <laughs> thanks for watching uh you misspelled your own name how, how could you do that um in any of <laughs> anyway apparently she's had a six-pack already yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is cool well I, th I think that's great that you are getting um uh, a band from nashville has reached out to you because they're looking for a front man and yep. and you're you're and you're your own band is going to be, um, what's it like? How do you go about finding the right guys for you to back you up in your band? Well, I'll tell you what, man, that's the question, isn't it? It's, um, forming a band has been so difficult, even with, even with the, you know, the exposure and accolades I've gotten in the last few years, it's been difficult putting a band together. Um, but you know what I think, Strangely enough, with the pandemic, there was a bit of a silver lining because there's so many musicians that kind of didn't have anything to do. Right. So um, a guy reached out to me. We had a mutual friend um, and he loved my stuff. He'd heard my music and he reached out to me to see if I was interested in, um, you know, in him playing for me because he had some other people he could get and he knew that I needed a band. Uh, I said, you know what? Yeah, let's give it a shot. And uh, he pretty much found the guys for me. And uh, it's just they're great guys. And we kind of clicked from from the first uh, rehearsal. So um, it's funny how, you know, the pandemic really hurt the music industry, but it probably allowed me to get my band together. So, you know, a little silver lining there. Um, but it's tough, man. People have their own lives, their own egos and responsibilities and their own vision of you know how they want the band to be and it's just it's tough to find people that are just um on the same page i imagine dealing with the oh by the way kayla says that no that was a friend of hers though so she K called casey, me I guess. K yeah yeah okay i guess that's casey yeah uh, casey and uh um and so anyway sunshine band yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, and and I can only imagine the dealing with the egos of guys that are accomplished at what they do and forming and getting them all together and yeah. and, and also the uh, camaraderie that yeah. and the chemistry. That must be really tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, th there were some guys that probably are really top notch that just wouldn't be interested because they want to step in and be like, how many gigs you got? What's the pay? Um, they want to step in and just boom, hit the road, you know, um, hit the ground running. And this was more of a building from scratch. So a lot of more experienced, um, musicians, even though mine are experienced, um, a lot of people are just like, I'm going to pass, I'm going to pass. So it's been, it's difficult to put together a band. Maybe, uh, it might be the Pittsburgh area that might be difficult. Um, I'm sure if I was in Nashville, I could throw a stone out my window and hit a musician, you know, so 
yeah um it's it's tough putting people together that way man but you know i tell you what i think i've been i've been pretty lucky these are really good guys there's no ego involved and uh we all care about each other and care about the project and uh we're just going to give it hell and see what happens you know you know this is one of those things where you can uh rather than an established band that you're going to you don't know where your top end is and how far you can go and yeah. it could be you know national tours and it could be number one hits and all of that kind of stuff as a matter of fact the one we're going to play in a minute the thin blue line i love the message of the song and uh how did that one uh do you know how what what caused her to write that was it based upon the uh movement that's been going on and then as a is this a counter song to that or um i i wrote this song um well i came to joey scott in nashville um as you know to help uh with the writing i, I wanted to do a co-write it's good for building relationships and just you know opening doors and you know finding uh professional relationships with talented people so uh, instead of just writing it myself uh, me and my producer brian cole uh, went to joey and uh, we wrote the song together but this was in 2019, before everything got really crazy. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of longtime friends in law enforcement and different branches of law enforcement, even some in like the State Department. And, um, you know, I've known them for years. I love them, respect them so much. And I've heard their stories. I've seen the, the pain in their eyes. I've seen the pride as well. And I know a lot of the sacrifices that they had to make uh, in order to perform what they would consider their sacred duty of protecting and serving their fellow man. And one of my best friends in the whole world is a retired uh, lieutenant. And um, he's the one that truly inspired the song in me. I wanted to do something for him because he's just uh, the, the best guy in the world. And especially, you know, the tide was already kind of rising on like the anti-police sentiment, even in 2019. I just wanted to support them, give them a message, a positive message, and put a positive message out into the world based on love and respect and sacrifice to just show them that, you know, they are appreciated and they are needed and uh, they are prayed for. Um, so this song really was just on my heart for, for quite a while. And the timing of it, I think um, it's kind of crazy. It, it couldn't be more timely. It really wow. couldn't. Um, so another thing where I think it was just kind of meant to be, you know, these are long-term relationships I've had with these people and, um, God put it on my heart, I think, to write this song. And here we are. Do you ever wonder why you're getting things like lined up the way that they're lining up for you? Cause they're just, it's just like, boom, 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 check this off, check this off. And it's just, it's lining up for you. Um, yeah. and which is, which is really awesome. And I, you know why I think that is, it's because you're putting it out there and you're putting it out there in the right way. I think so too. You know, I, I feel like I've been blessed from, from day one with this music. You know, I've only been professionally pursuing music since I started recording in 2017. My album came out in 2018. So it's only been a few years and I know people that have been in music their whole lives and I shot right past them. You know, um, yep. the accolades that I've gotten, you know, awards and nominations and just uh, you name it. Um, it really does feel like it's been blessed. And I continue to stay motivated because, you know, I dedicated it to my dad, but I still continue to do that. It, it keeps me motivated to make him proud and um, to keep raising the bar um, because this is the path for my life now. And um, it's 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 a little bit surreal, to be honest with you. It's like a different life compared to just a handful of years ago. Um, <laughs> I'm figuring it out as I go. And like you said, I'm putting it out there, and I guess um, I'm being blessed for it. I, I don't know. But, you know, it's not for lack of trying. It's been a lot of effort and sacrifice as well. Absolutely. It's not just handed to you. I'll tell you nope. that right now. Uh, nope. It's not easy. It is not easy. What it is is you got to put it out there in a positive way and then work your ass off every day to make sure it comes through because you were an engineer and I can't think of a different mindset of being a, a much different mindset than being an engineer turned into a musician. Those are like two different brains. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a gift and a curse. I think um, I've been blessed to really 
do well at most things I put my mind to. And I've been blessed to have that logical side of my brain and the artistic side. And they always fought each other. And I could never make a decision. What do I want to do in life? So after high school, I was like, okay, you know, I got into this great college. Um, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I changed my major and I added another major on top. I was just, okay, it's an opportunity. I'll take it. We'll see where it leads. But it was never fulfilling. And it wasn't until I was in my cubicle for years and having a rough time that I realized, you know what, I might be able to be an engineer. I might be intelligent enough, but that's not what's making me happy. And life is too short. I don't want to waste the other gifts that I have. So um, I stepped out in faith and uh, took a chance. And, you know, here we are. Um, hopefully, hopefully it'll continue to build, you know, because if I don't continue to keep working at it, I will get passed up and the world will forget about me. That's just how it works. So, um, but yeah, I, I got the, the left and right brain. It's like constantly punching each other. So, but it's a gift and a curse. You know what I mean? It's, it's, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I'll tell you though, that, that, uh, your story is going to be really cool down the way because of the switch you made and following your passion, living it every day, working every day for it. And, uh, the sky's the limit for you. You can do, you, you can do anything. You can act, you can, you you have a wonderful voice. You'll look great. You're, you're going to do extraordinarily well in the, in, in this, in this thing. And I, I, and I know in talking with you that I, that, that you're going to keep your, you know, reaching for the stars and your feet on the ground because you're, you're a grounded man. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I've always been somewhat more heart than brain. I think, um, Especially now, you know, after doing what I was supposed to do, becoming an engineer, using my brain to make my money. And uh, tell you what, the heart for me, I think, is more powerful. So, yeah. And it is, it is what you were intended to do. I think so. um, and if you follow your passion, and this, and this is just a, a, a great line for everybody. If you follow your passion, put out there what you want to do, what you're excited about doing and then work your ass off to get it done. Yeah. Nobody's going to ever get a hand at you anything, but you can really work at it. And I love the, by the way, the thin blue line, because before this, I uh, took some time off from doing broadcasting and I was a Metro bus driver in Seattle for 11 years. And I can tell you that uh, the police were so helpful to us. They're great individuals are great human beings i you couldn't pay me enough to do that job yeah. uh, it, it is it is really hard you're dealing with the bottom five percent of the population continually yeah. and and these guys i never met one that that didn't have a heart of gold and was trying really hard to make it work so think about how they have to go out and see the ugliness out there and then go home and be a, a husband or a wife a mother a father and just turn it off I don't know how they do it. I don't think I could do it. And thankfully, I don't have to. So this is my small contribution to them, you know? Yes. And and I, I thank you for it because, you know, even in this day and age when they're talking about, and yes, in every profession, there are people that are less than perfect. But in, in yeah. but. You're looking at one, brother. You're looking at one. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're 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 an awesome man, and and uh, you're right up my alley. I just, I love talking to people like you because your story can translate into somebody else's heart, so that they can create their own wonderful existence. Uh, if because if you can do it, why can't they? Yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny? I I got into this music business for matters of the heart, and really just to help myself get get through losing my father. And little did I realize at the time that it was going to touch so many other people. And that is so humbling. I'm actually getting a little choked up thinking about it. So, yeah, man, M music is very powerful, very powerful. Oh, it's 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 terrific. Yeah. And, and it re is really you have the ability, which is really cool, Matt, is that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that you will never meet who you will have an impact, a positive impact in their life. I yeah. can't think of anything that is better than that. Yeah. What a, 
What a legacy, you know, what a legacy to leave. It'll be here forever. Even exactly. when I'm gone. Oh. Exactly. It, it, you know, I, John Lennon has been gone 40 years and I still listen to his music. It's 40 years. The man's been gone. So, you know, it's, uh, by the way, Kayla has been stacking up things to say. I think all right. people you need in life will make it, uh, their way to you in due time. And in about two years from now, you'll be way further in life with everything in the works. Now, congratulations. She's a bit of a psychic. So she, she is, uh, and, and, and also she says, sweetheart, he's very proud of the person you are. Trust me. You are ble a blessing that blesses people. Think of that. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> And, and it's, it's, it's very true. So w before we run out of time, because I can sit here and talk to you all day long. Yeah, uh, I hear you, man. <laughs> Me too. But, uh, um, I want to play, I want to play the thin blue line for our audience so that they can hear this song. And uh, then we'll return for a few closing moments. And then sadly, I got to let you go. Will you come back? Can I have you back on? Oh, I'd love you. Anytime. Anytime. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. This is Matt Weston. The Thin Blue Line. Gonna pull off that old t-shirt Put on the brave For the risk of facing danger For the lives that we might save Kiss our wives and husbands Mornings on the rise Knowing well that goodbye kiss might really mean goodbye It's a line that's drawn in brotherhood For the ones who protect and serve A salute to the fallen heroes For the honor they have earned With the flashing lights of justice Who wear that badge with pride Standing shoulder to shoulder Sharing the sacrifice Oh, we are job to us. It's really who we are. Truth is our commitment. It runs deeper than the scars. Every day's a challenge. And every day we find another reason why we'd lay our lives on the thin blue line. It's a line that's drawn in brotherhood for the ones who protect and serve. A salute to the fallen heroes For the honor they have earned With the flashing lights of justice Who wear that badge with pride Standing shoulder to shoulder Sharing the sacrifice Oh, we are, we
And the water is wet. Weston, the thin blue line. Did you take music lessons? Don't tell me that you were born with pipes like that. No, I couldn't sing when I was a kid. I taught myself in college. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Singing, uh, got, actually, Frank Sinatra It was my vocal coach in college. Oh, that's why. <laughs> and so so okay there's another guy because you could you could come off as an italian you so yeah so so frank could be another uh career move for you oh i don't know about that one i don't know that's <laughs> maybe dean martin i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you it's it's it has been a ultimate pleasure uh having you on the podcast today i really have enjoyed our time together you are an exceptional young man you've got a really really bright future and uh you've got your you've got your heart in the right place and your feet on the ground you you, you couldn't be better uh, i if i could play music i would love to be in your band yeah yeah <laughs> well you know what um there's no higher compliment because i know you uh I mean, you still listen to John Lennon and, you know, you've been around, you know, you know, good music and you, you talk to a lot of people. So I take that as a, as a very high compliment. Thank you. Well, you're more than more than welcome. You are you are just awesome. And it comes to the end of our time together. But what I like to do is to let you have the opportunity to tell our audience, the ones that are listening now and the ones that will be listening in the future, um, anything that you'd like them to know. Uh, well, you can find me at um, mattweston.com and all of my uh, music and bio and pictures and social media links, everything is right there at mattweston.com. And I'm on all the social media, you know, Facebook and Instagram, and whatever else is out there, you know, <laughs> but my music's on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, it's everywhere. I'm very easy to, easy to find. And uh, I really appreciate the support because if um if I didn't have any support, I wouldn't have a career. So uh, thank you all for listening, and um, I hope you enjoy. And here's my uh, uh, appeal to anybody that is listening to you now and in the future. Uh, go to mattweston.com, buy his CD, go to uh, Spotify, buy his CD. I'm saying buy because there's a lot of piracing piracy that's going on and uh, it's very very difficult for an artist who does such beautiful work as you do to be able to make a living doing this especially when you can't perform live because of covid yeah yeah and absolutely so, thank you yeah so, so please buy his work he you can pick up his cd at at i'm sure at mattweston.com you can probably also get it at amazon or absolutely any of the other places but uh keep in mind that uh None of this is for free. He's following his heart, but he deserves to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so having said that, because I've a while ago, I did uh, a show with uh, um, local music artists here in Seattle, and their biggest complaint was that they, even when they sold stuff, uh, there's one the one group that uh, um, that got a record deal. And the record deal was such, and they signed the contract, but the record deal was such that they had to pay it back over time out of, out of their proceeds. 12 years later, they're still paying it back. Uh, it makes it really, really tough for you guys. And, and you deserve everything in life to be just perfect for you. I wish it worked that way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. Uh, it will again. plugging away, brother. One way or another, I'll make it work somehow. When you're standing in front of 15,000 people in, in, a, in a huge arena and getting a standing ovation and three encores, it's going to, it will all be worth it at that point. Yeah. You know what? Um, and then I'll think back and be like, Kevin told me so. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. You're, you're too talented. And you've got, uh, uh, because of your acting skill, you've also got a great stage presence. And when you're when you can put a great stage presence, a great voice together, a good band behind you, great music, I don't see how you cannot succeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think um, I have all the potential in the world. So I just got to keep working and stay patient and uh, just look for those open doors, man. Just look for those open doors. 
And you have picked the right guy. Michael Stover is a wonderful promoter. Uh, he he sent me. The reason I'm working with him is I, I asked, I reached out for somebody to, you know, because I wanted to do some music. He sent me 20 artists. And so I was yeah. like, this guy knows what he's doing. So it's it's yeah. great fun. And uh, we've had we've had some. We're going to have a lot more. This is what we do on Thursdays. And and uh, again, I'd like to say uh, to Matt, thank you so much for being here. Now you've gone to work out. You've done this. You're done for the day. Now it's time to go tip a couple with a friend or two. That's right, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thirsty Thursday. That's it. That's it. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Um, I just once again want to say thank you and thank everybody for listening and for supporting, uh, for supporting my career. And, um, you know what, I hope to see you again very, very soon. Um, I'll probably have some good news in the, in the very near future. So we'll have to speak again. I, anytime that you would like to speak, I'm available for you. And, awesome. uh, also, uh, when you, when you win, um, best new artist at the country music uh, awards, uh, I want to interview you the day after. Okay. It's a deal. <laughs> I might be hung over, but it's a deal. <laughs> All right. All right. Cause I'll be standing in line with a bunch of other folks that are going to want to talk to you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if that day comes, you know, so be it, but, um, I'll be working towards it regardless. So we'll see. And like Kayla said, just in closing, as Kayla said, your, your dad is incredibly proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That, that really just means uh, everything to me. Matt, Hart, Matt Weston is who we've been talking to. He's a extraordinary country music artist. Go back to uh, listen, listen to this again and listen to both Hey Bro and Thin Blue Line. And uh, he's got a lot more uh, stuff coming down the pike. So, uh, Matt, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. All my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you'll stay right there, I got to do this and then I'll be right back. Sure thing. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.